Are there some major gems in this 2019 rookie and wide receiver class entering 2019? Let's find out. I really like a lot of these rookies heading into 2019 from the wide receivers to the running backs. Of course, everybody kind of likes the tight ends. Um, Hawkinson, Fant, both could be very, very good tight ends in the future, in the very near future. But these wide receivers and running backs are so undervalued. And the crazy part about it is we knew that there were going to be two, three elite wide receivers from this 2019 rookie wide receiver class. But the crazy part was that Debo Samuel and Mecole Hardman kind of jumped in there into the best, most elite situations, creating two more wide receivers. Because based on talent alone, A.J. Brown and Hollywood Brown, they have potential to be future elite wide receivers at the NFL level. And they landed in the worst spots of all these top rookie wide receivers, you know, at the end of the draft, everybody's ranking them. They, they have probably have the most talent and the worst spots, but because these other two rookie wide receivers, and there's more than two, I mean, Isabella, there's a lot of these guys that have really good situations and it makes for more elite potential from this wide receiver class than everybody anticipated. And it was already thought to be an amazing wide receiver class. So for the future, I still like Brown. I like both Browns. I think they both have potential if their situations change and evolve, but they definitely aren't in good spots for 2019 as rookies. But Miko Hardman landed in the best spot he could have possibly landed in, a spot that you couldn't replicate in the future. It's going to be one of those things that we look back on and we say, wow, what a perfect storm had to occur for this guy to have as good a rookie season as I think we're going to see him have. And in retrospect, it's going to be one of those things where we say, I don't think you could replicate or write this script any better. He fits very much into the role that Tyreek Hill fit into. Now, if Tyreek Hill, let me back up a second. If Tyreek Hill isn't suspended at all, which I, I think he will be for at least eight to 10 games, but if he isn't, then Michael Harmon doesn't necessarily like fail, but maybe they don't speed him along. His career doesn't get that that injection, uh, that that quick start, that fast maturing process that needs to take place because they need him in that that top wide receiver role. He'll he'll move along a lot slower, but I do anticipate Hill being out at least eight to ten games. So I think all of what I'm saying is going to hold true, if not you know even more so if Hill is like cut based on more news that develops, or if Hill is suspended for the entire year. So I think that you couldn't find a better place for a wide receiver, a rookie wide receiver to land because you have the best offense. You have the best passing attack, the best QB you have. Not only do you have that, how rare is it to have that situation to be talking about the best QB and best passing offense and best offense in general and that offense not having a wide receiver one. You can't find that. You can't write that. You can't replicate that. That is such a unique situation. Listen to what I'm saying. Even without them filling that spot, Mahomes still by himself with Travis Kelsey with the other weapons they have, with Watkins being a very good complimentary wide receiver, with Damian Williams being ready to unleash, 
be unleashed in 2019 at a top 5 to 10 running back workload with a lot of PPR action shoved in there. Kelsey, Damian Williams, and Sammy Watkins are enough to still make Pat Mahomes the number one QB in 2019. I'll argue that until the, the, the season kicks off when we see it actually still happen. I will argue that all offseason with anybody that this offense will not miss a beat. And Michael Harmon's going to be one reason why. But my point is, how often can you say that the top offense, the top QB, the top passing attack doesn't have a wide receiver one? So Michael Harmon walks into such a unique situation. And not only that, he's he has 4-3-3 speed, which is just a hair faster than Tyreek Hill's combine time. Which is just that just means that that Hardman is fast, man. He is quick, and he's got good work work ethic. I've seen some footage on him recently where the guy absorbs a lot. He looks smooth. He looks polished. He's ready to just take on, take in everything he can, improve his game. He's ready. He's one of those wide receivers that wants to mature fast, so he will mature fast. And he has the best passer in the league maturing him along. Do, do people think that situation can't turn a player, a good player, into a great player? You, you can't honestly think that a guy like Hardman can't go somewhat unnoticed entering the draft and then get drafted into the best situation. And then people think, oh, well, if he was that good, teams would have been, he would have been on more radars. That is not the way this works, people. You can get overlooked like Tom Brady was overlooked. You can get overlooked like David Johnson and Alvin Kamara were overlooked. In rookie-only fantasy football drafts, I'm not even talking NFL, those guys went in the mid-first round to late-first round. And the NFL teams that passed on them over and over and over, it happens all the time. People overlook players, and sometimes players aren't really even there yet talent-wise until they get the right coaching until they have the right situation to dive into. So Hardman, it doesn't matter that he was overlooked slightly entering in the 2019 NFL draft. The Chiefs saw something in him, and he now has the best situation to evolve in. So there's a really good chance that Hardman becomes a better player than he ever would have been in any other situation, and it sticks. Meaning, like Devontae Adams, for example. Can anyone honestly say that Devontae Adams in another situation, let's say he went to a a team with a a much worse passing situation. Does anybody really believe that Adams would have turned into the player that we have now before us that commands top six to eight overall value in PPR? The answer is probably no. You can't envision him becoming the player he became without the guidance and ability to mature under the command of Aaron Rodgers. So Hardman has enough talent to become that good in time under Pat Mahomes. Do people think that Tyreek Hill would have been the same player elsewhere? He was in a really good situation. Even when Alex Smith was there, they fed him the ball the right way. He was in a great situation in an offense that was very potent that set him up to succeed. 
I love this situation for Miko Hardman. I would not be shocked at all if he danced around wide receiver two numbers in fantasy from time to time and finished as a very, very, very high-end wide receiver three. I'm drafting him as a sneaky wide receiver three, probably at wide receiver four and five value, mind you. And I'm going to run him out there as my wide receiver three on occasion and and be ear-to-ear happy about it. So, Miko Harbin, to me, is that one player that can impact fantasy rosters, I think, in tremendous fashion in 2019. And I can't wait to play him and start him and own him and redraft in yearly league drafts. And I love the fact that he's still kind of undervalued in Dynasty. So, love Miko Hardman. Debo Samuel also is in a very good situation Garoppolo is going to laser lock on him. He has a very strong work ethic, plays a lot, and reminds me a lot of Steve Smith, something I've heard a lot of people say lately, and it it does feel like a good comparison, Steve Smith. I think Samuel has that kind of ability and upside in that San Francisco 49ers situation under Jimmy Garoppolo grooming themselves into a very good and underrated passing attack. So I like both these guys, and I think they both can have a big impact as rookies. I think the two guys that everybody really liked coming into the draft, Hollywood Brown and A.J. Brown, aren't going to develop as much. And and Nikhil Harry, forget about it. I've talked about him since January being a potential 1-4 to four overall wide receiver within one to two years, meaning that in his second year, we start seeing it. In his third year, he walks in as a top 1-4 to four wide receiver in fantasy football, that third season, that's how good I think Nikhil Harry is. And I think uh, this class is going to be amazing. Now, at running back, I'll, I'll give you one name because I obviously love Daryl Henderson. You know that. Daryl Henderson, to me, could easily be the number one rookie running back in this entire 2019 NFL draft class. That's not the player I'm going to talk about today because you already know how much I value Daryl Henderson. And how much I doubt Todd Gurley. And I've been talking about it since January getting called insane every single month. The insane comments have died down. Now entering in June here now. As we're here in June. People aren't really calling me all that crazy now. When I say Todd Gurley's the biggest bust in 2019. And that there's a a strong chance he won't even be ready for week one. Something I've been called absolutely insane for. Daryl Henderson is a potential top five to 10 running back this year every game that he starts. Now, will he start 10 games, five games, three games? Who knows? But I will tell you, I think it's a stronger likelihood that Todd Gurley is not available for week one than he actually is. That's my thought on that. Now, that aside, the fact that he is maybe maybe my number one rookie running back right now, and I might even take him that high to reach and make sure I get him. Aside from that, The one player that I do love that has almost no risk because his ADP is like almost non-existent in yearly league drafts is Damian Harris. Damian Harris has a unique skill set, a between-the-tackles type of talent that I think that no New England running back has, and I think he can coexist with whichever running back they lean on more, whether it's White or Michelle in the passing game. I think Harris brings a dynamic that they don't yet have between the tackles 
And I think he runs with that opportunity once he gets it. And if he doesn't, you didn't spend that much on him because he costs you almost nothing. But the upside is huge with Damian Harris. The running back that shared carries with Josh Jacobs in college, neither one of them were getting starter carries or workload because they split time together. And the more productive one, you could say in some respects, was Harris. And because Jacobs only had 650 yards rushing, that was his biggest rushing year in college. 650 yards, that is not a lot of running yards to be anointed this top one to two rookie running back of this 2019 running back class. He's good. He's still in my top five overall, but I don't rank Jacobs number one. I rank Henderson above Jacobs by a lot. And that was once crazy. It's still kind of crazy to a lot of people, especially if you're a sentimental Todd Gurley supporter, not looking at the facts. But Damian Harris, I think, a guy you could get at the tail end of the first round in a rookie-only draft, or even in the second round, has a ton of that hidden upside that could eventually amount to low-end running back two-type numbers if they inject him into that starting lineup at some point, which I do believe they will. Don't sleep on Damian Harris. He could be that guy uh, that, uh, that helps you down the stretch in your league in 2019.